With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The great city playboys. They're always around. To help build your hope. Then help drag you down They'll leave you with nothing Worth singing about So now you're in And now you won't bag out The Great City Good evening everyone Welcome to Blazing Ride Backstage I am one of your hosts Blazing Rye, Ryan Holmes, the smoking nephew from the West V's, from the Elm City, from the 203. And I'd like to welcome, uh, on this July 23rd, 2015, Thursday night, the lovely, the talented, the Sade to my batter and wah, Mr. Jonathan Weeks. Mr. Jonathan, how are you, man? Good, man. How you doing, man? Doing all right, From the back to the middle and around again, I'm going to be there to the end, 100% pure love. From the back to the middle and around again, I'm going to be there to the end, 100% pure love. To the left, to the left, to the left, to the left, to the right, to the right, to the right, to the right. Now work it by yourself. Work it by yourself. To the left, to the left, to the left. <laughs> oh man. We're uh, uh not not much right now. What what have you been up to since the last time uh, we spoke? Not much, man, not much, you know. Uh we were talking about that bachelor party, but I ended up not even going. Really? How did how did you get out of it? Uh, I I I I did I wanted to go, but uh uh, a work matter came up. I actually had to work on the weekend last weekend. Ridiculous. Really? Um, but I'm gonna have, I, I rearranged for a smaller getaway with uh, Scott Spezio and a couple other guys. So we're going to go out to uh, Vermont in two weeks and just ball. <laughs> You're going to play basketball in Vermont? Yes, that's what we're going to do. We play basketball in Vermont. No, we're gonna go to like the breweries and drive around, get you know, Tom Jerry's ice cream. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. <laughs> and and uh, just have a good time there. Yeah, that's just real low key, real small. Just uh, some fun with the boys, with the bros. All right. All right, hang on. So let me get yes. this straight. You on Friday made sure that you had not finished the work that you needed to do in order 
to get out of the bachelor party on Saturday, which is a commendable feat and totally understandable. And you managed to miraculously get out of a bachelor party, and yet you scheduled another one in lieu of this bachelor party, even though you got out of the real one, and now you got to do one anyway. I know. It seems like it seems like I just love the misery. I do. Yeah. And the uh, the views. I I don't know what it is. I got I got out of it. I even like uh, endangered my job for this, you know, to get out of this. And uh, so I put off the work. I didn't, you know, do anything on Thursday. <laughs> and uh, you know, my boss wasn't too happy about it. Yeah. Um, but now I've rescheduled basically. Yes. And it, it's even a, a smaller gathering. Which could make for even worse times, actually. But <laughs> you know, I gotta have a story to report, you know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, you know, with with groups, how many how many guys are going? Uh, it's gonna be four guys. Because you know what always happens with groups is that there's always some, especially with bachelor parties, there's always some weird drama, and people start getting on each other's nerves, and then you wind yes. up in little cliques, you know, like. During, say, the Puerto Rico thing, it was like Julian and John, and it was like me and Mandrew and uh, and Spezio, and uh, you know, it was, uh, <laughs> uh, it was terrible. I mean, not nothing about that was fun. Uh, you're forgetting a key ingredient there. Was it Tom on this uh, trip? <laughs> well, I don't know that he fit into any of the clicks, which is why he he wound up leaving early to go back to work because he couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> he changed his when flight. When Tom is leaving to go back to work to, to get away from you guys, that must mean something. <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. Tom, by the way, is John's uh, very, very, very annoying friend. Um, and uh, his girlfriend at the wedding, even more so. She was hammered. She had just puking on the bus. We had to pull over. <laughs> so was Julian's. All the girls, all the like girlfriends, were puking. They were hammered. They were. We had to pull over a couple times for him, and uh, it it made me happy to not be in that situation uh, anymore. Um. By the way, I ordered a, a, a dinner like about an hour ago, so we're definitely going to be interrupted at some point. I just hope it's not a uh, hope it's not a pivotal moment in our discussion. The funny thing is, I just thought about ordering dinner 15 minutes oh, yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was going to, but what did you get? Did you get some uh, Jaminays? <laughs> no, I I, I got. Uh, it's this health food place near me called Grills Delight. And I got uh, blue chips and uh, gu- guacamole. Is that how you pronounce it? Guacamole? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Guacamole. Guacamole. <laughs> guacamole. <laughs> right. Yeah, I take that when I go on airplanes, the guacamole. And uh, the I guacamole. got that, yeah, with the blue chips and the guacamole. And uh, also <laughs> a wrap that's called the DNA Combo Wrap. And what it is is uh, bison and chicken and cheddar uh, wrapped in uh Sun-dried tomato wrap, I think, with um, and I got a side oh of the chipotle, chipotle sauce, which is just uh, delicious. And uh, and then I got, I also ordered a, a smoothie and a yogurt muffin and a <laughs> uh, Perrier with lime. So it was about you know forty fifty dollars. <laughs> no, it was, it was thirty. It was thirty something. 
not too bad. Not too shabby. It sounds delicious, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm hoping to not eat all of it at once. I'm hoping to, you know, portion it out. Um, but what, uh, what, what were you thinking of getting? I'll see. <laughs> my menu versus yours. I, I, I would have, I didn't get it, but this is what I would have ordered. Mm-hmm. I would have ordered eight steamed dumplings. Okay. I would have ordered one large quart of fried rice, shrimp fried rice. I would have ordered one combo combination dinner, General Tso's chicken with pork fried rice. I would have ordered <laughs> one dinner combination, Kung Pao chicken with pork fried rice. And I would have ordered <laughs> Actually that that probably would have been it. <laughs> you said okay. So, so the dumplings are are they, what are they? Pork, chicken, shrimp? What are they? They're pork. Okay, and then you said you're gonna order a large quart of uh, shrimp fried shrimp rice, fried rice. <laughs> and then you said General Tso's chicken with pork fried rice, and then Kong Pao chicken with pork fried rice. Now that's, you do realize you said good. pork fried rice two different ways, but it doesn't mean that they're not the same thing. <laughs> I tried to uh, sound like uh, diverse and classy. <laughs> that is way too much rice. Is that really it your is order? way too much rice? I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but I get a craving for rice every once in a while. It's just within me for something racist. Yeah, that is. <laughs> you know, actually, on on Friday, uh, I owed my colleague Sherry a. Um, a uh, uh, lunch because she uh, d- did a favor for me, which I, for which I was very grateful. And uh, I, she said she wanted Thai, so she gets the pad Thai with chicken, and then she's mm-hmm. she's and so I'm ordering it on Seamless, and then she says with a side of white rice, and I was just like, that is too many carbs, bro. You already got the noodles with the with the uh, the it was pad CU rather pad CU with chicken, and um and then the rice. And it's just, it's, you know, I, I mean, you don't need to have rice with every meal. It's, you're, you're probably right. I mean, so there's something about rice. It's just amazing. It's like my pasta. Pasta's good. Pasta's good. But a lot of carbs. A lot of carbs. Yeah, yeah. Well, um. <laughs> it, you're right. It, it, you're right. Yeah, and what they, what she, the place, and I figured, well, if I'm ordering her, I'll get the same, I'll order from the same place. And it was gross. It was a gross oh, Thai, Thai place. Yeah, it was gross. Um, it was like you know, it was like it was the the flat, broad black noodles, but it also had um, uh, like regular broccoli instead of Chinese broccoli, and like regular beef instead of how it tastes, you know, when it's Thai food beef. Oh. So it was just gross. The Thai stuff, bro, gross. <laughs> uh, what what are you doing this weekend? What am I doing this weekend? This weekend is a low-key weekend because it's going to get busy in the next couple of weeks. So I think I'm just uh, chilling on Friday, Saturday, doing a little uh, apartment work, cleaning up a little bit, a uh, little painting, and uh, I think that's it. My weekend's pretty, like, nothing. Are then you uh, Tuesday, i got to go to New York. Really? old friends. Yeah. Who? Uh, not looking forward to it. Uh, it's an old friend, Brian. <laughs> It's Brian Quinlan. 
Um, <laughs> I met him at work in Vermont, and he's since moved to Kansas City, and he's coming there with his wife uh-huh. from Thailand. Uh. And it's Ta. I know. Ta. But it's Ta. Believe it or not, she's uh, from a wealthy family that yeah. sells ice in Thailand. <laughs> I guess ice, ice is a, a huge commodity there. Okay. And uh, so I'll we'll have fun. We'll go to we'll go to Ellis Island and oh. Statue of Liberty and all that fun stuff. That sounds so bad. It does sound bad. You know, it's not my plan. Mm. I, I rarely plan these things, and uh, that's the problem. I always get myself into trouble. So I guess I'll be going there in the afternoon. And, Hanging out with him and his wife and his sister, mm-hmm. and hopefully running away as early as I can. <laughs> well, I know that's not you. You stay till the till the very end, like that eight I mile do. trail. I do. Once I get into it, that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's, you were on I'm, that. I'm over the edge. I'm over the edge, Sherry. <laughs> you were on that that eight mile bird watching trail, and and I can hear it now. It was like. Look, if you had, you know, I could just hear it. You were, you were going down that whole eight mile road, bro. But da 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 da. Oh my gosh, that trail of death, that trail of tears. Oh my god. Lost one by one after every mile. Yeah, oh, we kept going. Even his <laughs> juice is going delirious. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. <laughs> um. Oh, speaking of, so we're referring to this bachelor party that we went to, and um, let me. Uh, uh, there was something that you you said la- in last week's show that I found quite funny. So I'm gonna play it for you now. Here you go. <laughs> Your timeline is skewed. You do remember that. Uh, 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 so our flight didn't get canceled at Newark. It got canceled at the at Charlotte. That's right. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. Because it's silly too. That son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Oh my! <laughs> that son of a bitch. Fuck. Maine. Food came, didn't it? Yeah, at at the worst possible time. Did you get that? God, hang on, hang on. Yeah, Uh, that face, that face and wrap. God, guacamole. You got that guacamole. All right, so I really wanted to hear your reaction to that. So we're just gonna say rewind. 30 seconds, I'm going to play it again. By the way, the guy was knocking on the door like a fucking lunatic just now. And and then I and, and I go, Jesus Christ, when I answer the door. He's like, sorry, man, you ordered right. He's not, he's not a normal, he's not the normal guy. The normal guy calls, and, and it's it's also, it's very insulting because the normal guy goes, you guys order from Girls Delight? And it's always you guys implying that, you know, I ordered enough food to feed a fucking uh, family. Um. But it's just me. Anyway, let me, I'm going to take it back. Speaking of the bachelor party, this this is what happened last week. 
And I hope that your reaction is as good the second time as it was the first. So here we go. Your timeline is skewed. You do remember that... Uh, uh, so our flight didn't get canceled at Newark. It got canceled at the at Charlotte. That's right. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. Because it's silly too, that son of a bitch. Yeah. died 
So the horse is also a murderer, and they keep this thing there. And it's the first thing you see when you're about to get on an airplane. It's like the last thing you'd want to see. Um, and uh, so, you know, that's there. So And, and also, I spent some time in the Denver airport on the way back, uh, and it's like the worst airport. It makes LaGuardia look good. So um, so uh, I, 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 I go and visit Bryce, and I meet Piero, and he's adorable. Um and uh, they kept calling me Uncle Ryan, and, and that was nice. And Julia Aww. was like, I know you love Uncle Ryan. You're going to miss Uncle Ryan, even though he's a bit weird. And, uh, you know, it was funny. <laughs> um, and then Bryce and I played a lot of tennis. We played a lot of tennis. We were playing tennis like twice a day. It was great. And um, uh, at one point, I, I really had to uh, – had like a diarrhea situation on the tennis court. <laughs> and um, And we like – uh, had just ended a set. Well, well, I kept playing until the set ended, and then I was like, I think uh, I, I really need to get to a bathroom. And he's like, Well, how the house is kind of far, and he was like, There's the porta potty over there. And this was at a, a high school, like, well, you know, no, no one's there for the summer. But um, so my only option was this porta potty. So. I I was I was desperate, so I go over. The porta potty wasn't nearly as gross as it could have and should have been. So I was very thankful for this porta potty. Probably saved my life and saved that tennis court a lot of trouble. Um, and uh, and and so I I had the diarrhea and uh, took care of that. And then when I got out of there, I was looking around. I was like, there's no uh, there's no sink. There's no, there's no soap. There's no nothing. So all I had, all I, so then Bryce sees me come out of the porta potty, and then he sees me go behind this dumpster, and he doesn't understand why because he can't see me. But the thing is, there was a water fountain behind the dumpster that I figured I should rinse my hands off in because I, I can't wash them. So I go and I rinse the my hands, and um, and there's no soap. So then I go back to the court and I'm like, yeah, I mean, there's no soap. It's gross. And Bryce didn't, he didn't give a shit, which uh, if that's not friendship, I don't know what is. If he's willing to deal with the fecal germs on those tennis balls while we hit them back and forth to each other, then, then that is true friendship. That's a good understanding friend. He, he, he doesn't even put germs between you. You're right. Him. That's crazy. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, and, uh, uh, we, we did some stuff, uh, the, the, ja our friends, Jackie and Kim, um, they got married a couple of years ago in Long Beach. They, we coordinated the trip. So I was going out the same time as them. So I was like the only non-adult there yet. Cause everyone else was married or had kids. Oh, and also, uh, Bryce's wife is having another child, which I didn't know about until I got there and they were, Bryce and Jackie were talking about it. I was like, wait, what? And Bryce was like, oh yeah, we're having another baby. Um, and, wow. Yeah, how about that? And they also um, own a gelato shop that they opened up in uh, downtown Boulder, uh, which we visited, and, and it's really nice, and their apartment is really nice, and it's like, it's sickening how much uh, this kid has, I mean, has accomplished since we lived in Los Angeles. He uh, uh, met the girl of his dreams, got married mm -hmm. to her had a baby with her, is having another baby with her. They still have their graphic design business, and now he has this. they have this gelato shop um, that wow. is doing really well. Uh, and it's, it's just really uh, 
fucking awful for for me to witness because <laughs> it's just uh sickening um but I'm very happy for him uh and uh and then like Jackie and Kim they they're, they they do their stuff and they're you know successful at that and so anyway there was one night when Jackie and Kim and I went to downtown Denver and there was this gay bar called Charlie's on um what street was East uh fuck, what the hell was it called? So let me uh East East Colfax. And um Colfax. Yeah. And so we go to this bar and and we had a great time. This bar had everything. It had like cowboys line dancing, it had pool, I was terrible, it had uh 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 like a, a country music, it had uh, dance and hip hop music in another room and then like towards the end of the night uh, thank God the line dancing stopped and they changed the main floor into, uh, into like, uh, they did, uh, like actual, like, you know, uptown funk and, and, uh, get lucky, you know, oh. songs, you know, songs you want to dance to. And ja- Jackie and I danced while Kim caught up with her friend who lives in, uh, he's, he was like, um, he was like, oh yeah, I live in a town called Aurora. And I was like, oh, where the massacre happened. Right. And it was very, you know, oh, dark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a dark moment there. Um, and, uh, we had a great time, um, and, uh, and then, oh, and then we got in the car, Counting Crows was playing on the Sirius Satellite, it was fantastic, and it was great, Jackie and I were good dance partners, and then, uh, and then we, you know, we did, uh, other stuff, we went hiking and did shit like that, um, I think, I only hiked once, uh, the girls went hiking when Bryce and I played tennis, there was one point when, uh, Bryce and I played doubles with the girls, and, and Kim, Jackie told me in a text that Kim has a fear of balls flying at her face, and I was like, you you do realize how that sounded when you typed it, did you not? And she was like, ha, 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 ha. And then I sent it to Bryce, who thought it was hilarious. Um, but uh, but Kim kind of conquered her fear, but she had a, a, a stage injury, an injury on stage where a, a, a strap of a purse slammed into her eye, and it, it, it fucked up. Yeah, like she wound up with glaucoma. She it was very oh traumatizing. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was very traumatizing. Um, so uh, the whole time that we're we're there, um, they're saying that they want to go because now marijuana is legal in Colorado. So they're saying that they want to go to a pot dispensary, and. I'm kind of just, you know, I don't say anything about it the whole time, and I guess they don't think anything of me, my silence. And then on the day of, the day that they decided, they were, they were like, we should do it, um, I was like, okay, I can't uh, partake. And they were like, wait, really? Uh, that has to do with your your drinking? And I was like, clean and sober, bro. Clean and sober. Right. And then they were like, wait, but it's legal. Oh, wait, I guess alcohol is legal. And I cannot tell you how much it fucking bothers me that, that they were trying to like, you know, justify why, you know, I should be uh, smoking during that time. I was like, that would totally fuck everything up. You know, I mean, I was like, you know, if, if I'm, I mean, I guess nobody in New York would know if I did, but then I wouldn't be able to, you know, live with myself. Um, Right. And uh, and it would totally screw up the whole, what would I have, like 18 or 19 months now? It would screw everything up. I would wow. have to start the day count over. Um, so in the end, uh, we wound up driving there and after lunch, I think, and uh, 
I stayed in the car and they bought um, some sort of uh, weed candy. And um, they got back in the car and they were talking about how, like Bryce was like, oh man, the last time I was high, I was like sitting around a campfire and I was so paranoid and I I couldn't I couldn't speak and I like was paranoid that I couldn't like get my my words together or that if I spoke I would say something ridiculous and then Kim was like oh my god the last time I got high I was so worried that something terrible was gonna happen and then I you know and they went on and on and on and so I in the in the driver's seat I go sounds like a great time guys and uh, it was a good line, you know. It was a great line. It was a funny line, and uh, and and the the girls laughed and they appreciated it. And Kim was like, Kim Kim was like, oh us. But then Bryce goes because of the whole gaying out the night before, which he did not attend. Bryce goes, you guys had your bonding time last night. We'll have ours tonight. And so I ex- I accepted that. I put that in, into that put it into some perspective. Um and and all it did was was make them giggle for fucking hours uh and uh, and uh, and I was the designated driver and it was it was quite uh, irritating um but you know not not terrible um but but it, that that moment with the where they didn't understand that it would fuck up the sobriety thing that moment really bothers me bro yeah in a way yeah it's uh, strange cuz they're trying to uh, justify you not smoking. They're trying to figure out why you're not. It's, it's right. kind of weird, and it's kind of like a an invasion in a way, and it's like they're forcing it upon you. It's like peer pressure in a way, and uh, uh, that's kind of weird. And it's like <laughs> as adults. <laughs> but yeah, I can see that happening. I can see that happening to pretty much anybody, but you know, it's weird yeah. that people would think that drinking is not the same as they're kind of the same, you know? Yeah. Somebody's trying to be sober and stay away from those habits. Yeah, especially when one of them is a fucking nurse. Uh, but <laughs> but also, you'd be surprised, man. In my meeting, the amount of people that I've met who have had uh, issues with pot. You know, you always yeah. hear people say pot's not addictive and and or addicting. I never I never know what to say. I think it's addicting. I don't think addictive is a word, but people use it anyway. Uh, but you know, uh, I just farted. Um, but people say that it's not addicting and that, you know, but, but I've met a lot of alcoholics who have had major issues also with pot. And I'm not saying people shouldn't do it if they want to do it. I'm just saying like it fucks with the sobriety because then you got to say, oh, well I have, you know, I haven't had alcohol for 18 years, but I've been smoking, I haven't smoked marijuana for six years. And then it, it's all, you know, gets ambiguous. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, exactly, and the smoking pot part probably loosens you up to do other things as well. Not that, not that it's a gateway drug. I hate that word gateway because you know everybody says that it'll make you worse, but you don't want to. You want to set boundaries for yourself, and if you break those boundaries, you know, including the pot, I mean, that's that could go down a slippery slope. Uh, you yeah. know, and, and exactly that you 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 maintain such integrity with your, uh, you know being sober for so long for 18 19 months that's pretty impressive and that you don't want to break that i, I completely understand that you're really quite ocd with that <laughs> <laughs> i don't know about that that's a good thing to be on tv with i don't know had my issues with ocd bro i am 
I, I think everybody is a bit OCD in a way. I, uh, and I think it's good actually. I don't think it's that bad of a you know thing. Well, it was the worst time in my life. Um, so, <laughs> where's where's Fogarty at? Hmm. Where is the wizard? Hmm. Where is he? Where hmm. is he? Uh, let me message him. Where are you at, wizard? Bro, brozard. <laughs> Bro, brozard. <laughs> so I, I don't want to get into a whole nother thing. Before you know, all that said, I love Bryce and Jackie and Kim, and they they didn't mean anything by it. They were just trying to you know figure it out, figure out how the whole sobriety thing works and right. whatever. It's it's fine. It was just uh, it, I didn't like that moment. Is all. Right, right. It's kind of an awkward position to be in. Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, that's it's that's a weird thing. I mean, it's Colorado the only state that's uh, totally legalized pot in a way. Uh, is it? Is it the only one? I think it is. <clears throat> I mean, it's a, a chance opportunity, but some, you know, something that if people don't want to do, they shouldn't have to do it. You know, it's not. I, I did you feel pressured at all? No. No. Okay, well, um, that's good then. So, Tom Fogarty, I said, where are you at, wizard? And he goes, I'm fucking trying to call in. Oh, my goodness. So, she got attitude tonight. She does, yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's, I said, can you not get through? Do you need us to call you? And I have not heard back yet. Let me refresh the studio here and see if we get a new the number. Studio. The studio. The studio. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Weeks, you know what fucking time it is. Oh, my God. It's got to be the hot minute four. Times Square area with a fucking 
phone standing in the middle of the motherfucking street taking a goddamn selfie of the ass while cabs and buses are coming at him. Woo! Agreed. Traffic is just at a fucking standstill in that part of town because assholes are standing out in the goddamn street taking a goddamn selfie of themselves on a stick or otherwise. Yeah. In the middle of... I mean, it's just... It's fucking lawless because there's construction every block. So there's, you know, the sidewalks are are closed. So people are just walking in the middle of the fucking street. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the sticks are the worst part because then yeah. they have more room to do it and shit. And I, you know, I, I ride a, I ride that city bike. And and uh, yesterday I was riding across the Brooklyn Bridge, and you got these schmohawks on the other side with their damn selfie sticks taking up the space and shit. And there's a very narrow pathway on the bikeway and on the walkway and stuff. Yeah. And people go, you know, in and out of the bike path. And I'm about to run a motherfucker over. You know what I'm saying? Sire? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, I just wanted to like, I mean, it's like, I'm about ready to contact ISIS for a jihad. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking come to New York and start in Times Square, please. Wow. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. Good job, wizard. (laughs) (laughs) And who is your second on this? Well, that might be one and and two. Uh, The next one, I guess, has got to be Mark Rubio. Ooh. This a-hole for going off on Obama, I guess because they can't call him a racist and it just irks the shit out of him, now he's classless. Mm-hmm. You, did you catch that clip of him saying that yeah. we have a classless president because he takes selfies of himself and he lets YouTube stars spend the night in the White House, people that like to eat cereal out of bathtubs. <laughs> End what? quote. That was his fucking quote. Are you Cereal. kidding me? <laughs> you have a out of president. He likes to take selfies of himself, and he lets YouTube celebrities stay in the White House. You know, like people that like to eat cereal out of a bathtub. <laughs> Is that? Did anybody ever do that? Uh, apparently so. And I guess they got you know the the full White House treatment according to Rubio. <laughs> All I can think about with him is that moment with the water. The water? When, the water. When, Ru- when Rubio is doing the response to the president's State of the Union, and oh, he yeah, yeah, goes yeah, yeah. and drinks the bottle of water in the middle of the thing, and it looked insane. Yeah. 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 No, just absolutely fucking ridiculous. But it's yeah. it's clear, it's, you know, it's it's... And, not only that, let's just back up to to where that was even like what what etiquette book says that that's like allowable, that that's right. like okay, you know, it's like the asshole that refused to shake his hand coming off of Air Force One, you know, yeah, it's like Dan, any uh, other. Pre- it, there's no way. It doesn't matter how they like hate somebody, white on white, you still shake the person's hand. You still right. don't denigrate the fucking president of the United States by saying he's classless. Mm-hmm. Well, no. I mean, Mark Rubio wouldn't. Donald Trump certainly would. <laughs> <laughs> even even John Weeks knows President Obama has class. Yes, yeah. definitely. I think that's totally wrong. You attack a man on his policies, not on his character. I mean, that's really low, 
you know, I think that's a little class in itself, and I think <laughs> Rubio's just uh, pulling for straws right now because he's so low in the pool. I mean, it made no sense because it came out of them asking him a question about Donald Trump. <laughs> and that was his response. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? And then, you know, CNN is just so on top of things, they let it slide. They didn't even, like, you know, try to get back. They just sort of went yeah. from there with it. They are. Yeah, they are a loser. I swear to God, yeah, I mean, yeah. I watch Al Jazeera news anymore. Just, I mean, you know, seriously. Because yeah. it's the most unslanted thing we're getting in this country about ourselves. And they're yeah. not even, like, pointing the finger. They're just actually reporting the news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, if I watch, say, The O'Reilly Factor, it annoys the crap out of me. But if I watch fucking Rachel Maddow, that annoys the crap out of me. Uh, yeah. You know? And then yeah, CNN's the worst right. out of all of them. Yep. Yeah. They didn't used to be. It must just, you know, make old, uh, what was their name? Uh, uh, who were, like, Honda. the original people on there? I can see them. Mary Alice Williams and oh yeah, Meredith Baxter Bernie. No, <laughs> <laughs> she was in the Lifetime movie about CNN. Yeah, something Williams and and Bernie, the fabulous black guy. They were like the original. You know, it's like they like helped lay the fucking carpet for the original room that they used to, you know, with the blue screen behind them to shoot their original broadcast. Yeah, and that's when it was like news. Yeah. yeah, the last person I feel like they have that even attempts to cover the news in a non-subjective way and not putting their own bullshit into it is uh, Costello, the one who's on like as she comes on like from nine to eleven. Oh, I don't know her. That's her slot. No, she's really cool. And, I mean, even, oh, my God, I happened to be flipping around the channel the other day and caught uh, Cuomo on the Today Show. Yeah. Is it the Today Show he's on? Or is I think the ABC? So, yeah. uh, no, I think NBC, because I think he's he is on... He is NBC. I think so. NBC. Oh, no, yeah. he's he's uh, CNN. Oh, okay. Ooh. Yeah. Which, That's right, now it makes yeah. perfect sense. He's on with, you know, the Perilla woman and... Uh, yeah, he got a hard on for Donald Trump and is like a pro thing, and was like you know for everybody that was knocking him, they were saying this is what you get with Donald Trump. He was like you know like touting him up. It's like uh, not slanted too much, are we? <laughs> Why would Peter Jennings? Yeah, me too. Me too. He was my guy growing up. Was Peter Jennings? Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, see, no, that's how, that's where we differ. Who was your? Who was so yours? Fucking old. It was Walter Cronkite for fuck's sake. Cronkite. Was great. Cronkite is the OG right there. Yeah. Yep. OG. He was the OG. And um, what uh, do you have a third hot mess or were those that was? The I three? think we probably covered like four. <laughs> okay. We free based around there. Yeah. Are you guys lubed up and ready to jack off? Uh, apparently I've been leaking for an hour. Cue the strings and the horns. It was very catchy. When did you notice you were leaking for an hour? Huh? You said you were 
leaking for an hour? When did you notice that, and how? And I realized someone was staring at the stain in my pants on the bus. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Kick it off, Tom. Tommy boy. Okay. Wow, deja vu. Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump called fellow candidate Lindsey Graham a stiff this week and questioned John McCain being a war hero. What he meant to say was that John that Lindsey Graham gets stiff every time he sees John McCain, especially in his uniform. Chicka bow Got a wet spot on his pleated pants. <laughs> the new Paul Rudd action flick, Ant Man, debuted at number one at the box office this weekend, despite being Marvel's second lowest earning opening. Ant Man? What's this? Squirrel Boy? Come on! <laughs> 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 wow, I want to be Squirrel Boy <laughs> and just run up dudes' pant legs going after their nuts. <laughs> I think that'd be mega fun, especially in Times Square. <laughs> you got a Squirrel Boy attacking people with selfie sticks. It wouldn't smell too good, though, all the duck butter. Uh-huh. <laughs> Weeks, can you do that 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 whole thing that whole sound again, please? Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The UK National Library released more than one million images into the public domain this week for anyone to use, remix, and repurpose, after which Tom Fogarty... Uh, now, how in the hell they get a hold of that? <laughs> Popular Muppets character, Miss Piggy, sings Rihanna's Bitch better have my money in a new viral video. That reminds me of the time that Kermit did Hit Him Up by Tupac. Wah, wah, wah. Ram your locks when you see Tupac. Call the cops when you see Tupac. Oh, who shot me, Bucky Punk? Didn't enough. I'm about to rather wrap them in his nigga hit me up. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I had no idea you you had Kermit in you. Wow. <laughs> yes, I've got Kermit in me and lizards running around in my shorts. <laughs> Usually someone else's hand is up in Kermit. Uh, been there. <laughs> <laughs> the band Corn announced this week that they will play their 1994 debut album in its entirety at upcoming concert dates. In response, the universe collectively said, No! <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> when I think of the band Corn, I think of Rhea. <laughs> what is what's who's Rhea? Diarrhea. <laughs> oh. We were talking about that before. I had it in a porta potty in Boulder, Colorado. You got the Rias? Yeah, I got it in the porta potty. Week said I should use my clothes. Yes, you always use your clothes. It didn't do like my granny's friend did you and shit all up the back of the wall. Oh, no, not. I aspired to do that one day though. You should have. Yeah. Almost shat all over the tennis court. Uh, oops. <laughs> Oops, I remember my dad doing that playing golf. He was in mid-swing, and the golf club just went flying, and he headed off to the clubhouse. I got back up with this. He didn't say anything, but then when it was all over, he said it was, it was, of course we were playing like during the fucking winter. He said it was the coldest back nine he ever played because he had to wash out his underwear because he had shit in them. <laughs> And why were you playing in the winter? Because you can down south. I see, I see. It's not like there was snow or shit. It was just, you know, it was a freezing 50. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> the Twitterverse exploded Tuesday with hashtag Harry Appreciation Day. A hashtag in honor of One Direction's Harry Styles. <laughs> Tuesday was also National Junk Food Day, or as the rest of the world calls it, America. something about it, I think. Huh? You you said, you said, now this next one, before we said it, d- did you have something to say? Yeah, it speaks to me. Oh, I oh. see. I I'm going to have to get out my poppers. Uh, <laughs> and go bend and snap. Bend <laughs> and snap. And stretch and kick and stretch. And because kick. I'm 60! <laughs> Former pastor and evangelical Christian Joshua Fuistein suggested in a video posted to Facebook that Christians should fight against gay rights with firearms, 
not realizing gay rights are not a tangible thing that you can see and shoot at. Yeah. <laughs> now, is his first name Christian, or he's an evangelical Christian? Evangelical Christian. First name Joshua, last name first. Oh, okay, because that's almost like an oxymoron, right? That's like little shrimp. Oh, true that. Wait, why? I'm pretty sure the only way you could be an evangelical is to be a Christian. Oh, I see, I see. Mm-hmm. Got right, that one right, Tommy Boy. Right, it's, it's like all fats are lipids, but not all lipids are fats, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Would you call yeah, me smart bitch? On us. <laughs> <laughs> Oklahoma man Brad Davis, who killed his stepfather, Denver Lee St. Clair, by atomic wedgie was sentenced to 30 years in prison making this one wedgie for both parties the biggest pain in the ass ever. <laughs> I knew Weeks would love that one. <laughs> That's the most bizarre way to die. Atomic wedgie? What in the world? I know. They're going to be serving that at Wendy's starting next week. <laughs> the atomic wedgie to, to compete with Taco Bell What's their latest dish? Huh? What's Taco Bell's latest dish? Huh? <laughs> what do you what's, what's the latest dish at Taco Bell? Oh, I'm not one to gossip Oh, okay. <laughs> You're talking about that late night diarrhea that came out in burritos for. <laughs> you got the rias. I remember when I was in LA that Taco Bell had this delicious crunch wrap or something that you could it was meant to eat when you drove. So I would after like leaving work at midnight, I would eat this delicious crunch wrap from Taco Bell at like one AM in Burbank and it was you know, it was <laughs> Uh, what the hell does the crunch have to do with driving? That's it was like it was it was put together in a form that was easy to handle while driving. And it's a regular wrap. Does it make that so? No, it was not a regular wrap. It almost was like kind of a pizza, but wrapped in crunch. Oh. <laughs> I can just imagine you, imagine you buying one of these. Buying one of these at 1 a.m. Driving around. Yeah. Snapping <laughs> in your pants while driving home. I'm pretty sure I was calling you when I was doing this, too. It, late at night in L.A. <laughs> On the way home from Countrywide, where I was purchasing a mortgage loan. Yeah. From 6 p.m. to 12 a.m. Too much. Too much. Pennsylvania man, Daquan Tate, was drunk driving when he crashed into a speed limit sign and a roadside mailbox and was later found on a nearby barn roof naked. And was arrested once he fell off. Sounds like my kind of Tuesday night, guys. Let's go. 
Okay. An Ohio police chief looked the other way when one of his officers used roofies to drug and rape two female cadets. The crimes are 12 years old and haven't yet been prosecuted. After lawsuits were filed last Friday, the accused officer said, I put the pills in the jello with the thing and the people and the prostitution. Theo, you got to do your homework. And a little prelude for the chick with the dick. <laughs> Hello? You, Fogarty. Too soon. Ow! Oh. Backstreet Boy Nick Carter, I had such a crush on him once, is writing and starring in a zombie whole western with members of his band, Sync, and new kids on the block. No need to make the movie. I'm already horrified. I want it that way. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a honey. Tell me why. If that don't scare you. (laughs) Daniel Radcliffe rapped the real Slim Shady at a karaoke bar in Northern California last weekend while Eminem was spotted flying (laughs) on a broomstick playing Quidditch. Aww. Dave I'd like Roll. to see that. Uh. <laughs> Big old M&M strapped atop that damn broomstick. Damn, Gene. Mm. Play some Quidditch. Quidditch. With them nuts hanging on either side of that stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you a squirrel man going up in those There jeans. you go. <laughs> squirrel boy. Squirrel boy. Dropping <laughs> it up with your afro. <laughs> Dave Grohl brought his doctor, Dr. Lou Sean, out on stage to help him cover the White Stripes Seven Nation Army. And I have brought my dentist, Dr. Zipkowitz, to close out the joke off. Go get him, Doc! Uh, <laughs> and that wasn't the Doc's name. The Doc's name is Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy! Dr. Lucy Sean! Lucy! A 20-year-old man was found dead at the bottom of Demi Moore's swimming pool in L.A. Sunday morning. And no, I'm not talking about her vagina. (laughs) Although he was reportedly found face down. (laughs) Charlie Theroux admitted to Jimmy Kimmel this week she once invited President Obama to a strip club. This is just like when Queen, Queen Elizabeth came with me to Chippendales. That is so <laughs> classless. <laughs> so classless? It's so classless. I know, right? The president in a strip club. <laughs> For him to even listen to that question was, was classless. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and take us home, John Weeks. All righty. A U.S. Appeals Court said Tuesday will throw out some of the corruption charges against former Illinois Governor Rod Blagojevich, mainly because the judges can't even pronounce Blagojevich, and apparently neither can I. Blagojevich. Dig 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 dig
Whoa, that sounds like a good scene for a squirrel boy. Yep. Yep, teabagging with Squirrel Boy. <laughs> squirrel Sorry, Boy. Tom Fogarty, I hope your night is better than your day. Thank you so much, it Tommy Boy. Be, God damn it. <laughs> Thank you, Wizard. See y'all later, Bubbles. Good night, See Wizard. Mine. Bye. Bye. <laughs> um. So, uh, uh, John Weeks, uh, uh, you know, uh, that <clears throat> one of those jokes uh, 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 was painful for me to do. <laughs> I think I know which one. Which one do you think it was? Oh, man. Hmm. Let me, uh... What were you impersonating Bill Cosby? Okay, good. Okay. Glad we're on the same. Yeah, that was painful for me. Um, okay. I know it was. I know. I was surprised by it. Very surprised. <laughs> but uh, it was a good joke. And uh, but you know, he's come to, to the truth now. You know, that's good. So good. As, as I mean, what are you talking about? Can he still be your hero? Hmm. Can 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 Bill Cosby still be your hero? Let me ask uh, you that. <clears throat> so, okay, so so uh, this is uh, I I don't know about that. I uh, uh, it's it's kind of an abstract term, but when it comes mm-hmm. to um, you know, I'll give you an example. I texted Michelle Kinney yesterday, like, you know, that I'm really, you remember I used to work for him and she was like, oh yeah, I forgot. And I was like, yeah, I'm really cut up. I'm cut up by this. You know, it's very, it's traumatizing for me or whatever. And, and like, and then, and I said, you know, but I don't unlove him because of it. He's kind of, to me, like, you know, I don't unlove him even though he's done terrible things. And then she goes, what, what he did is, is beyond terrible. He's ruined many people's lives. And and there was no moment of understanding the uh, emotions that I am wrestling with. You know, there was no, like, right. there, it was straight to this is how everybody needs to feel right now. Um, but the right. thing is, how people feel uh, is going to vary um, depending on things. And, and uh, I mean, you know, if, if it's uh, true, then... Um, then, then yeah, it's 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 terrible, um, beyond terrible. Uh, and then w- what makes it extra painful is is uh, you know not only that uh, I I had a personal connection there, but also that um, you know it was like one of the highlights of my life was uh, him giving me career and life advice on when I was on the other end of the phone when I was saying goodbye to him. He was also the last call I got at that job when I was the receptionist, so it was like the perfect cool. last last call to handle and um uh but also just the, the the all the good that he's done, all the doors that he's opened, all the uh in terms of the arts, in terms of um education, uh all of that seems to be now tainted by this, and it's very 
you know, confusing and conflicting and, um, I, I don't know. It's it's all pretty horrifying, and uh, I, I I I don't I don't think um I don't think no I I don't I don't know I don't I don't know you know hero when it, when it comes to heroes I'm much more likely to uh to say Andre Agassi or David Letterman cool. than Bill Cosby um cool. but uh yeah no I wouldn't consider him a hero um. But but it is somebody that I love and and right. and I don't I don't unlove him. But uh, there is a part of me that maybe feels a bit deceived or um, I don't know. I I, I think it's uh, it's just really fucked up. What do you think? Yeah. No, I agree. It, it is kind of fucked up. I don't know what to say about it. It's terrible. It's, uh, you know, one of my childhood heroes, too. You know, I, I love the, uh, the Huxtables and uh, yeah. Family Man, the uh, portrait or image that he created. And, you know, I think it's tough, but I, I, I think he still can be a hero. I think, you know, of course, what he did was terrible and, you know, horrifying in a lot of ways, but, you know, at least he's come to the truth, and so that's a good thing. And, you know, I remember um, a speech that I heard at GW, it was a political speech. It was by Norm Coleman, who was a senator, a uh, Republican senator in Minnesota. It was a very, he was a, a lesser-known politician, but a, I think one of the best speeches I've heard. And I'm not doing any justice, but he had his concept was that in life we have to, well, it's like a big scale in life, and we have to do as much good to tip the scales in in, in the direction of being good and doing honest things and. You know, I, I think Bill Cosby has a lot of room for redemption. I think he had a lot of value in terms of what he was trying to say, in terms of uh, reaching out to African-American youth and, uh, and and also everybody in terms of the show, in terms of families, white or black. Uh, I was positively impacted by it. And um, I think uh, time will tell, and uh, hopefully it heals some wounds, and at least he's honest about it, and then he can still... Uh, use his voice and his behavior to, and his uh, persona and pro, uh, profile to kind of tip those scales back to good. I think he still has that chance and that ability to redeem himself. So I think uh, he can still be a hero to people. Yeah, we'll, we'll I, see. I, I think so. So good. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I, I think that people are so – it's it's – it's like we've talked about on the show before. It's there's no, <clears throat> there's never, there's never perspective. It's just one way or the other. It's black or yeah. white. There's no gray right. ever. And there's right. there's plenty of shit to thank for that. There's uh, social media. Right. There's 24 hour news. Um, right. But um, but it, I've noticed. And again, there's, I'm not, you know, there's, if this stuff is true, there's no, you know, I'm not, there's in no way saying that it was okay. Uh, but, um, but people have this amazing ability to judge and condemn other people without ever looking in the mirror. Right. And, and, uh, I, I think that that you know I, I think in this day and age and stuff it's very it'll be extremely difficult for him to gain redemption. 
Right. Right. Um, so I agree. As far as I, I, I know... You know go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, what you're saying is correct, and I think uh, for time will tell. I think, you know, if he can serve his justice and you make peace with what he did and, and some of his victims can make peace with what he did, uh, I think, uh, and uh, I think he can move on and hopefully teach the new generation, you know, to fix your mistakes and be accountable. I think, I think that's also a lesson to be learned, too, so that uh, you can't get away with what you do and you have to sooner or later pay for what you've done. And mm-hmm. he's doing that now, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, as far as I know, he, you keep mentioning that he's honest, the truth and stuff, but but as far as I know, he still uh, maintains that uh, the yes. text is consensual. Right, right. And I think they're still going through the proceedings and everything like that, and, you know, we'll find out. And hopefully he, he admits to the truth, you know, um, it's tough. It's very tough. You know, it's similar in a ways to Michael Jackson in a lot of ways in where he was condemned by the public for a lot of things he uh, supposedly did. And uh, But, you know, of course, it's more serious, and this is, it's been proven, and it's been done multiple more times than Michael Jackson ever did it. But uh, Michael Jackson was never found guilty, but uh, at least he's for hopefully he takes more of the blame and uh, time will tell. I mean, if Bill Cosby ever went on tour again, would you go see Bill Cosby? Um, I, it's not a ticket that I'm, I mean, I, bear in mind, I've seen him uh, like five times or something live. Uh, right. So it, it's not a ticket that I would be dying for. Uh, at, right. So I'm not I'm not sure uh, if I would. I, but but isn't that interesting, though? You bring up a, a good point there, because with Michael Jackson, or say, to bring it more current, say Chris Brown, uh, people don't go and protest the Grammys because Chris Brown is performing there, and they don't go and protest Chris Brown concerts, and they don't go and protest R. Kelly concerts, and they, but comedy is more personal than is music because especially with somebody like Bill Cosby, because you feel like you grew up with him, like you knew him all your life, right. and, um, and and he's such an institution. And then uh, and, and, and the thing that when he was touring after the, the first several allegations came out, uh, people were going and protesting. And so the, there's an interesting difference between, you know, Michael Jackson, where that kind of stuff, you know, protests uh, against him didn't really happen, where if he was doing a concert, uh, but but protests against Bill Cosby do. So there's a, there's a weird kind of difference between um, the performing art that is comedy and the performing art that is uh, music or really anything but comedy. I think comedy is probably the most personal thing out of them. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be point, able you know. to relate to a comedian in order to find his stuff funny, you know? Right. Now, that's a very good point. That's a very intelligent point. I mean, like, uh, we take our comedians very seriously, I guess, because it's an extension of our personalities. But you're right. Totally correct, I think. And uh, maybe he's getting a little more brunt to that, uh, you know, labeling than other people have. But, you know, I think time heals all wounds, and I think over time he, he should realize that he made huge mistakes and hopefully he does some good work, but, you know, you know, I, I, I do believe in second chances or redemption, at, at least, and 
maybe he can uh, do some more good for the world than he did bad. So I think we got to give him that chance, and hopefully uh, he comes out on top on this one, you know, and does some good for the world. Maybe he becomes yeah. a proponent for women's rights, or maybe he, uh, you know, helps helps children or something like that, you know, in, in a good way. So hopefully he does that. <laughs> I hope he doesn't help children <laughs> in a bad way. Um, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, he's done too much of that. When we were in, um, what do you say? He hasn't done bad things to children. No, no children. Yeah, no children. You're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> not that bad things that he's allegedly done are better than doing them to children. Anyway, uh, moving on. Um, the uh, so so uh, to to wrap up. Colorado was cool, and then I um. Uh, on the last day there, Bryce had a lot of work to do because he has like you know two jobs or whatever, and um, and so I was like, well, what am I gonna do? So, you know, I drove around and shit, and uh, went to a record store that I spent like an hour in. And in New York, people are like, uh, they don't they don't talk to you in record stores. They don't come up to you. They don't ask if you need help because it's it's gonna be impossible to find what you need. And then. These dickheads in Colorado, two different record stores I went into, they're like, can I help you find anything? You sure you don't need help finding anything? I really wanted them to leave me alone like they do in New York. I wasn't used to that. And, of course, I was like, like, all right, let me have an answer prepared. So I said, yeah, Cathedrals by D.C. LaRue. It's a disco album. And he was like, yeah, I don't think we have it. Yeah, of course you don't fucking have that, dickhead. Um, So... Then, then, uh, and then he starts like googling where I could get it, which I could fucking do myself. So then I, uh, uh, I finally get these two records uh, that I have barely listened to so far. And then uh, I, uh, oh, and I go up this mountain um, called uh, Flat Iron, no Flagstaff, something or other, Flagstaff, something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. And I go up, and it was really nice and stuff, and it was I had like an amphitheater and shit that I, you know, was was there and looking and looked at the city of Boulder, um, and then I, uh, I I had been communicating with this guy on first on Grinder and then on Adam for Adam, and I don't know what it is about um, uh, travel that makes me very horny, uh, but on uh, so I'm on Adam for Adam talking to this guy, and he's saying he works at uh, Nordstrom. And, um, he says it's at like, uh, he, he said it was at Flatiron Mall and I'm like, well, I have some time to kill. Uh, let me look up where this Flatiron Mall is. And I looked it up and couldn't find it, but then I realized he meant Flatiron Crossing or so I thought. So then I get there. And first, it sa- it tells me that he's like uh, miles away. But then I close out the app and I reopen it, and then he's like 500 feet away. So he had offered um, to uh, he was like, we- I have a huge storage closet that I have a break at one that we could have some fun in <laughs> over by Nordstrom, and I uh, I I walk into Nordstrom. Um, and, and I don't see him. And then he says he's got to wait until two for his break. So, so then, um, at, I'm walking around the mall, uh, and I'm like, I'm thinking like, what the fuck am I doing? This is so stupid. So then, uh, then this guy walks by Nordstrom 
he like waves me to come follow him and uh i do and look i mean he i had kind of seen him in the pictures and that but he was way cuter in person and then uh we uh go into the storage closet and then uh he work he works at a different part of the um the mall uh than nordstrom but we go into the storage closet by nordstrom and uh he gives me a blowjob in the storage closet at nordstrom <laughs> Oh my god. Very good, very good. And when it was over he stood up and I go Thanks. Oh my god. He said, no no problem. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Can I interest you in a reach around uh, while while I'm out? Well do you guys shake hands and say I'll see you around sometime. I think we hugged. We hugged. I didn't wanna I didn't wanna kiss him again for obvious reasons. So you had a very uh, uh, eventful day in the last. <laughs> did you did you get to check out the suits at all? I, I checked out the ladies' suits mostly because I kept finding myself in the ladies' section. I, I don't know why I kept winding up in the ladies' section because I thought he worked. He doesn't work at Nordstrom. And also, when he introduced himself, apparently I had no idea what he said because later I texted him. I was like, "What'd you say your name was? Donato Renato?" And he said, "Adam." <laughs> Where the hell did you get Donato from? <laughs> I thought that's what he said. He must have said, "I'm I'm Adam," but it sounded like Donato. <laughs> I'm Adam. Donato. You know, it sounds similar. What was in the storage closet? Well, you know what's interesting is I came when I thought somebody else was coming. I was very turned on by that when I heard some sounds out there, and then I just, you know. Oh, you like that. Yeah, you like that public stuff. Yeah, that public <laughs> stuff. And uh, th- I don't know where, uh, uh, I, I mean, I don't know what was in there. It was just a bunch of, I don't know what was in there, actually. All I remember is the shelves, the just shelves. I don't remember what was on them. But <laughs> oh, my God, you don't remember anything from <laughs> I mean, I was I was, I was, was a little preoccupied. Yeah, you were predisposed, yes, yeah. But I remember it was it was not huge. Like it was a good sized storage closet to do what we did in, but it wasn't like massive. Donato, um, Donato, Donato, Renato, Adam. Um, thanks, thanks, no problem. It uh, what? It sounds like you had a good time. I mean, that's that's fine. Yeah, that's but then. Good. Then when I played tennis after that, I was with Bryce. I was very tense. The whole thing made me very tense. I don't know why. And then I didn't do well uh, in tennis. But speaking of boys, um, so I uh, prior to going to Colorado, I, I had seen um, this this boy a couple times in New York. And I'm not gonna disrespect him by telling you his name's Calvin. 
uh, or that he's a dancer. Um, and uh, he and 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 we hung out a few times, and and uh, and then he wound up uh, saying he was like busy all the time, and I was like, I feel that. When can you hang out? This is after I got back from from Denver. And so this is how he he breaks things off with me. Okay. <laughs> he said, "Hey, so I'm really no. Hey, so I'm actually really glad we finally have been able to meet and hang out. But I don't think I feel the same way about you as you feel about me. Jeez. I'm not really feeling the chemistry or click between us." I'm not sure hanging out will be a good idea. Plus, I pretty much have rehearsal every day for the next several weeks, so I don't know, actually know when I'd have the time. There is so much wrong with that message. Like, it's it's very presumptuous, first off. Yes. It's yep. very rude, secondably. Um, and... Like, I mean, you're supposed to, uh, you know, if you're going to do this, I mean, listen, so so my reaction to this was the first thing I say, because I was so pissed off by his presumptuousness, I say, how do you think I feel about you? And he goes, I think you want to keep dating and seeing me. And then I say, and I don't know if this was, uh, you know, uh, I probably shouldn't have said this much, but but this is what happened. So I said... I like the idea of giving something that could be good a chance. I thought, especially given our hectic schedules these last few weeks, a fourth date would be a good idea. And I thought you might shut it down before there was a chance to click, given how little we've spoken lately. Because I, I haven't felt it either, but still thought it would be possible. And then, because, you know, I, don't, I didn't, wasn't feeling anything for him either, other than, like, I was, like, I thought he was kind of cute. And so then right. he goes... I didn't want to prolong something that I wasn't feeling. I get what where you're coming from, but I wanted to be honest up front and not lead anybody on. And then I said, because you know my therapist says I don't stand up for myself, so I have to stand up for myself nowadays. And I said, right. gotcha. Also, this isn't personal, but it really bothers me when people presume to know how I feel. And then he goes, right. understandable. Have a good one, comma, Ryan. And that is the biggest fuck you I have ever seen. Understandable. Have a good one, Ryan. Yeah, that's ridiculous, yeah. And then to make matters worse, on Friday night, I'm I'm leaving the the, uh, thing that I'm at, and and then I I look over and I see this white guy and this Asian guy uh, hanging out, and I look over and the Asian guy, it is him at West 4th Street, and I was like, wow, this is like the worst person to run into right now, and like we like made eye contact for a second and then pretended not to know each other, Um, and but clearly the whole thing about having rehearsals every night, and I don't know when I have, is clearly fucking bullshit. I mean, yeah, fine if he has rehearsals, but he's clearly making the time to hang out with other, you know. With other hot white right. guys, <laughs> uh, so um, so anyway, I I just thought that the way he went about it was the rudest fucking. Uh, I mean, it's hard to break up with someone that you're not actually dating first off. So I get that, like that puts you in an awkward position. But the the, right. the the have a good one, Ryan, and the I don't 
think I, I feel about you how you feel about me. Like, fuck right. that shit, man. You don't say that shit. I never fucking had any sort of conversation like that with you. Fuck you, man. Right. You started it off shit. wrong. You ended it wrong. But I'm happy you, uh, you you kind of smacked back a little bit and you stood up for yourself. And the guy sounds like kind of a jerk. I mean, that's not really cool to start it off with that, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's very arrogant. Uh to say that, you know, I, I don't feel like you, you do as uh, I do for you. So it's kind of asinine. It's kind of like, uh, you know, it's not being honest whatsoever. It's like almost throwing everything on you and kind of like pushing you away, you know. It's just not really right. That's, that's something to ask. Yeah. So when, uh, when actually, I, this is good. That's good. <laughs> when I told my uh, my therapist that, he was like, wow, he sounds like a nasty guy. Which he, yeah. prior to these texts, he did not seem like a nasty person. But uh, uh, I should have known when he said that he was at a wedding in California and they threw the bouquet and his friend fell down like off a, a cliff. And he looked yeah. down just to make sure that the friend was okay. And he saw that the, his friend was standing. So then he turned right back around and caught the bouquet instead of going to help his friend. I should have known that. That sounds know, ridiculous. That, that was a sign <laughs> that he was a selfish prick. Um, yeah. That's... <laughs> but I would never disrespect him by telling you, uh, y- you know, his name's Calvin or, or anything like that. So I will find him. <laughs> uh, oh, and then uh, do you know about the young singer named Josh Groban? Yes. I see the eagle with flocks of feathers. Yes. I don't know Josh Is that a song I see a seagull with lots of feathers? Yeah, no, I'll just say he's coming to that to say that up. But he sounds like that. Yes, he does, he does. I cannot stand his uh songs, but um he was on the <laughs> He was on the Gilbert Gottfried podcast and uh and and I wanted to play you with some snippets of that if if you're all right with that. Yes, I'm definitely all right with it. I cannot believe Josh Groban is uh, Gilbert Godfrey. This is like the almost complete opposites. It's, it's got to be a great show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here we go. All right, here's a couple. Here we go. I love the bit we're doing here. We can just do an hour, an yeah. hour long of get it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know, yeah. we can. Do, if you'd like, we can just continue that the entire well, you, time. Well, you but... heard the Buscemi episode. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you, yeah. so you know how it goes. Yeah. yeah. You knew how to pronounce his name at the top of the interview. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> and yet somehow it still transitioned into a 15-minute long discussion of how to pronounce his name. I still haven't heard you say my last name. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Goldberg. That's it. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Okay. Goldberg. Yeah. yeah. That's the Italian pronunciation. Yes. <laughs> so he he was like, you knew how to pronounce Buscemi, and then somehow. Turned into this crazy bit, and you remember the Buscemi clips, right, Weeks? Oh yes, of course, they were phenomenal. <laughs> and and so then Josh Groban said something that reminded me of what I'm doing right now, which is here. You, you can't come on and go, yeah. You can't just come on and go, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. yeah. I, look, I look forward to the, the soundboard. The soundboard some internet geek is going to make of this, uh, just, <laughs> and we're going to we're going to prank call people just going, who is this? Yeah. <laughs> That reminded me of I'm I'm the Internet Geek, and then uh, uh, do you remember Problem Child? 
Yes, definitely. Great, great movie. And do you remember Problem Child 2? Not so much, but I do remember, yes. And do you remember Problem Child 3? There is no Problem Child 3, was there? Oh yes, there was. So here you go. You uh, know, there's. I don't. I don't even know where to find it. There was a problem child three. Yeah. That no one knows about. Wow. It was a TV movie. Oh, was. Yeah. Were you in that one too? I was in that uh, one. Yeah. I was the only one. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, you were. You yeah. were the Eugene yeah. Levy to the American Pie continuum. Yes, yes, he yeah. was. Okay, gotcha. Yes, gotcha. Yes. <laughs> and starring yes. Gilbert Scott. Yes. Yeah, but that was your that was your moment. Truly, the third one was your moment for the head marquee yeah. name, right? Yeah. That and was, starring uh, that by was default. At, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you were the only. Face on the cover yes. for the first time in that series. That's fun though. <laughs> and starring by default. <laughs> and then they did a thing where Groban sang sang some some of Gilbert's jokes, and then these two clips will be it here. All right. Let's see what it sounds like. It all may right. not work at all. So a guy walks up to his son and tells him, Son, if you don't stop masturbating, you're going to go blind. And the kid says, Hey, Dad, I'm over here. <laughs> <laughs> A man gets home, runs into his house. He slams the door and shouts, Honey, I just won the lottery. Pack your bags. The wife says, Great. What should I pack for the ocean or the mountains? He says, I don't care. Just get the fuck out. Cashew. Oh, my gosh. Those are pretty good. So how 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 witty and funny is this Groban character, huh? Pretty amazing, actually. I, I can't believe he did that. That's awesome. This is Josh Groban. Yeah, cool now. Yeah, he even introduced himself as Gilbert. He does a good Gilbert impression. Introduced himself uh, as did I did I I guess I guess I didn't get that clip, but he introduces himself as. He was like, please welcome Josh Brolin. And he calls himself Josh Brolin. It's hilarious. <laughs> He's pretty talented. I love this guy now. I, I thought he was the only thing like church hymns or something. But he yeah. sounds pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, what is uh, your favorite scene in that movie starring Amanda Bynes, my chief, my man with Amanda Bynes, my man? Oh, my God. My favorite scene is... Featuring Amanda Bynes uh, has got to be this phenomenal film uh, where Amanda Bynes plays this inventor who creates a robot uh, that's so lifelike it's scary. Oh, God. And uh, here's one of the quotes here, and then uh, I'll go into a, more of a conversation. Uh, one day, the AIs are going to look back on us the same way we look at fossil skeletons on the plains of Africa will be seen as an upright ape living in dust with crude language and tools all set for extinction. And there's the, the scene where she's talking to this other inventor uh, who basically she's tricked into uh, an experiment in terms of uh, seeing whether or not the robot is real or realistic enough to uh, trick the uh, this other inventor. 
Did you program her to flirt with me, Nathan? If I did, would that be cheating? What is it? Caleb, what's your type? Of girl? Girl, you know what? Don't even answer that. Let's say it's black girl. Okay, that's your thing. For the sake of argument, that's your thing, okay? Why is that your thing? Because you did a detailed analysis of all racial types and you cross-referenced that analysis with a points-based system? No. You're just attracted to black girls. A consequence of accumulated external stimuli that you probably didn't even register as they registered with you. Did you program her to like me or not? I program her to be heterosexual, just like you are programmed to be heterosexual. Nobody programmed me to be straight. <laughs> oh, you decided to be straight? Please, of course you are programmed by nature or nurture or both. And to be honest, Caleb, you're starting to annoy me now because this is your insecurity talking. This is not your intellect. And that's my favorite scene in Superman made for Jermaine Benjamin. What in the cockamamie hell was that? What movie is that from? That's a scene from a relatively new movie, uh, Ex Machina. It's uh, uh, a okay. good movie. Have you seen it? No, but I really want to until now that you spoiled it. <laughs> Sorry, I did. That was good. You should still see it. I didn't spoil that much. So you see okay. it. creepy. My favorite scene is She's the Main Man with Jermaine Bain is the scene where uh, it's from um, She's the Main colon <clears throat> uh, Precious, based on the novel Push by Sapphire uh, hyphen American Horror Story, season one, episode seven. And Amanda Baines plays um, a, a woman named uh, Constance, and uh, she's a, an older Southern woman. And she says, she says, I got your flowers. They smelled at the gas station where you got them. Red roses, could you be more of a pathetic, cheap cliche? The card said to meet you at our house. This was never our house. It was my house. And then it was yours. You got something to tell me? Then do it up close and personal. I've seen you skulking around outside. Have you seen my new beau? He's handsome, isn't he? Come here. I want to see your shame. Come closer so I can get a good look at you. I bet the kitties scatter like little buggies when you walk down the street. You're disgusting. You're weak. You let this place get the better of you. If I catch you peeping in my windows one more time... I'm going to send Travis out to ruin the other half of your face. And that's my favorite scene to shoot the man with the man to bang his man. Ooh. That was booming. I loved it. <laughs> Thank you. Woo, woo. All right. Uh, I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, you know, it's Jonathan DeMar's birthday today. Happy birthday, Jonathan DeMar. Happy birthday, DeMar. And in honor of Jonathan DeMar... Yes, yes. <laughs> so, in honor of Jonathan DeMar, uh, I will just tell you this. Now, Jonathan DeMar was... He was with his family, and he was... His family friend uh, is, was the director of a play, and that director was Rip Torn's wife at the time. So they went to the after party um, of the play that Rip Torn's wife at the time had directed. And then at the after party, Rip Torn was walking around 
arm wrestling everyone, and he was beating everybody at arm wrestling, and then come to Jonathan DeMar's many, many years ago, according to DeMar, when he was 12, and uh, Rip Torn goes up to Jonathan DeMar, they arm wrestle, and Jonathan DeMar beats Rip Torn, and as DeMar goes, and then I beat him, and then he goes, he goes, he looks up and he goes, Somebody owes me a martini. <laughs> I mean, it just never gets old to me, that story. It does. It's amazing. It's amazing because it's so true. It's got to be true. I mean, it's, it's an amazing story. It's so true. It raises many good points about existentialism and where where do we go from here? Uh, I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, I will see your black ass tomorrow at the train station, Mr. Week. Thank you very much. Send me the beats, man. What? Just send me the beats, man. Yeah, yeah, I'll send you the deets. I'll hook you up. I'll get in. I'll eat Snickers. I, you got, why you got so ma- no magazine subscriptions? Why you ain't got no credit cards? Uh, I can think of no better way of any of the show than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't no biz. It ain't a biz, rather. Uh, hit the brakes, Florence. Somebody owes me a martini. And if you have a Barbie doll. Oh, and thank you, John Weeks, for staying staying with us an extra 36 oh, minutes. No problem, I appreciate it. I, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else at this time of night. Seriously. Me neither. I, I appreciate that. I feel the same. Um, if you have a Barbie doll, what are you going to do with that thing? You're going to go out, drink yourself uh, martinis, get yourself real drunk, go into a bank thinking it's your home, you're going to hold it up, even though it's your own home, you're going to have a gun. I don't know why you got to have a gun in your own home, and you're going to wish Jonathan tomorrow a happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, Weeks. Happy birthday, everybody. Good Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.